Welcome to AJ Weekly. I'm AJ, coming at you from Canada. I've noticed that uh, 2016, logic seems to have stopped and reality has become questionable. In an attempt to make sense of it all, I've started this podcast as a personal therapy. In this episode, I will discuss three events that have led me to believe that we've reached a point of no return. A regressive era has begun. The first event is a Supreme Court justice interview with Senator Blackburn. The second event is a Planned Parenthood doctor interview in the House of Congress. And the third event is medical students from Minnesota taking an oath. And we will all listen to it. Through these events, I will demonstrate how identity and gender ideology is dangerous to our society and how it's leading us towards the edge. Let's start with event number one. Here is Senator uh, Blackburn asking Supreme Court nominee to define a woman. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N not in okay. this context. So I'm you not believe a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me. A definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the right. law, and I decide. Well, so I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about. This is not an ignorant person, but a well-educated judge with a long career and the power to make important decisions that affect everyday people. Abigail Schreier, the author of the book Irreversible Damage, the Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters, has pointed out that Supreme Court nominee Jackson is celebrated for being a trailblazer for women, but has been unable to define what a woman is. This raises concerns about her ability to determine and uphold the rights of American women. So why couldn't she answer a simple question? Event number two, we're going to go to the Congress and uh, Dr. Kumar from Planned Parenthood, who testified in the Congress that men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. Well, trans men are women, so it's irrelevant. While some might argue that he misspoke, it is clear that this belief is deeply grained in his ideology a cult-like behavior. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. All right, so you heard it here. Men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. Last but not least, event number three, we're going to go to Minnesota. 
where medical students at the University of Minnesota are now required to take an oath to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically marginalized by the Western medicine and fight white supremacy, colonialism, and of course, gender binary. With gratitude, we, the students of the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Medical School Class of 2026, stand here today among our friends, families, peers, mentors, and communities who have supported us in reaching this milestone. Our institution is located on Dakota land. Today, many indigenous people throughout the state, including Dakota and Ojibwe, call the Twin Cities home. We also recognize this acknowledgement is not enough. We commit to uprooting the legacy and perpetuation of structural violence deeply embedded within the healthcare system. We recognize inequities built by past and present traumas rooted in white supremacy, colonialism, the gender binary, ableism, and all forms of oppression. As we enter this profession with opportunity for growth, We commit to promoting a culture of anti-racism, listening and amplifying voices for positive change. We pledge to honor all indigenous ways of healing that have been historically marginalized by Western medicine. Knowing that health is intimately connected to our environment, we commit to healing our planet and communities. We vow to embrace our role as community members and strive to embody cultural humility. We promise to continue restoring trust in the medical system and fulfilling our responsibilities as educators and advocates. We commit to collaborating with social, political, and additional systems to advance health equity. We will learn from the scientific innovations made before us and pledge to advance and share this knowledge with peers and neighbors. We recognize the importance of being in community with and advocating for those we serve. It should uh, end this by saying amen. It really sounds like a cult. These are the next Kumars coming, 2026. It's not one doctor, it's not just one judge, it's everyone now. We used to have a strong community where extraordinary narratives were questioned and those pushing them were held accountable to prove their accuracy. However, with the rise of the regressive movement and its infiltration of our lives and institutions, we have lost the ability to question anything that may challenge the narrative. This had led us to a point of no return. Even when respected figures such as judges and doctors who rely on logic, science, precedent, and common sense refuse to break away from the narrative, our fate is sealed. This ideology is just another aspect of the attack on Western values and societies. After attempts to divide by class failed, as the poorest person in the West is still wealthier than many around the globe, the focus shifted to identity and race. When you continue to push for social justice after your community, people have protested, voted, and even died to achieve the highest level of social justice possible in a free society, it becomes clear that unproductive individuals must create new injustices where none exist. Take the idea that men can get pregnant. It's scientifically impossible, yet to question it makes one 
a transphobic bigot. The mentality is far from reality. Canada and the US and the Western world are not bigoted countries. The problem is that when you compare, for example, Canadian society to any other society on the planet, it's clear that Canada is one of the most just societies. However, it's most white, white color people with no talent and an unjustified guilt who are pushing these ideologies. They were recruited by a small group of, let's say, elites who want to stay in power forever. In a free country, this is impossible unless you are constantly fighting non-existent oppressions. This way, you can keep power as only you have the solution. This ideology attracts a lot of ill-fitted, lonely, and depressed individuals, giving them a sense of community and power. That's what happens when us atheists won over the church and religion, unfortunately. They have conquered and controlled academia, convincing second and third generation immigrants of this false ideology. As a result, we have a Supreme Court judge right now unable to define what a woman is. A doctor saying men can get pregnant with a straight face. And a new generation of medical students thinking they are fighting white supremacy instead of healing people. Although this all sounds grim, as long as there are individuals who ridicule, counter-argue these insane narratives and push back against regressives, communists, and Marxist ideologies, we may still have a chance. That will do it for today. Remember, the revolution is televised. Question is, are you watching?